Welcome to the Prodigy Maker Show with Chris Lewitt. Chris Lewitt is an internationally recognized high-performance coach, educator, and author of two best-selling books, The Tennis Technique Bible and The Secrets of Spanish Tennis. The show can be watched live, and video versions of the show are archived at youtube.com forward slash Chris Lewitt. And now, here's Chris. Maker Show with Chris Lewitt, episode 67. I hope that's right. Should you Instagram your tennis kid, or is it healthy to Instagram your tennis kid? It's a hot topic, at least for me in my world, in the high-performance junior coaching world. You see a lot more kids being featured on Instagram now, and it's a popular way for parents to share the results of their how their player's doing. It's also a popular way for academies and coaches to scout talent now, which is a very new phenomenon where you have even agents, uh, management companies, coaches, and even other, probably other players and families uh, scouting other players online, on social media. I just use Instagram as a proxy for all social media platforms. And it's just a you know, very popular platform that people are using. But is it healthy? Should you Instagram your kid? What are the different ways to do it? And you know, kind of let's get into that world a little bit and uh, see if we can, you know, I'll answer any questions you guys have if you're on live and we can talk about, um, we can talk about whether it's healthy or not and what are some of the negatives what are some of the positives so i saw a question pop up there that's why i paused if you have any questions about uh social media and your players let me know scott i'm seeing your comment but if you have a question let me know uh so i was talking about this with my wife because as you guys may know i have four kids myself and they're all athletes uh have a little Except for my, I guess my toddler's an athlete too, but I have some older kids who are athletes. My son is a pretty serious uh, competitive runner. And I do sometimes share his results on social media, but rather infrequently. Not, 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 I don't have a channel for him. I don't have a, uh, an account for him. And I think the way we would describe that is very casual sharing on Instagram, the way my wife and I talked about it, we said that that's sort of like a, like a proud parent or just uh, a casual, uh, a casual sharing of results with, with either family or, or the public at large. And so like, those are kind of the, the first two levels in, in our mind on social media. You, you have an, uh, your kid does well in a tournament or like in my case, my son does well in a race, sometimes I'll share the result with people. Uh, so some people may, um, some people may, may not even be comfortable with that. There are some parents who are very private and some families who only will only share with their family members. So they don't do any public sharing and they may not want to sh- share anything uh, publicly about their kids. And that, I think that's getting more and more rare because in the world we live in, this is a crazy world where everything is filmed, everything is photographed, uh, everything seems to get 
onto the internet, on online now. Uh, I was thinking back, I must be getting old because, it, you know, I remember the days when there was no cell phone and, and you know, gosh, I used to have to call up the USTA office to get my, my latest ranking. There was, there was nothing on, there was no online, you know, no quick search for rankings. And I had no idea what other junior players were doing. Like I grew, I played in New England juniors. I had no idea what they were doing with their training or, 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 you know, nowadays, you, you know, everything is like so many players are featured online. You can follow a whole player's development on their Instagram account. Uh, if they're being shared a lot. So some parents may be that. So you have the private ones, you have the casual share, and then you have sort of the proud parent. And that's what I was sort of getting as in terms of classifications, proud parent, proud parent can get pretty serious. Like if a parent's really proud, um, and they start sharing a lot that can be, um, you know, that can bring a lot of exposure to their son or daughter. Um, that I, I separate from a parent who's trying to be a social influencer. So that to me starts to become like a, a business venture, the highest level of social media sharing, where you take your kid and you maybe set up their own account and you actively manage their account like, like you're trying to build a following and you're trying to build an audience, and you're trying to basically grow, uh, build a marketing engine for your kid to, to help them basically secure sponsors, secure uh, help from, from academies and, uh, and coaches, uh, maybe secure an agent, basically build, use, use social media to build your, your son or daughter's brand, to me, that is like a business, like entrepreneurial venture. That is a whole nother level. And that's becoming more and more common. I, I've had many students, actually uh, elite students whose parent, their parents are doing that. Their parents are actively managing uh, an account for them and basically trying to build up a brand and become a social influence, become a social influencer on social media because that brings power and it brings essential at the end of the day it brings money. So I think you have to ask yourself as a parent, I know a lot of parents watch this uh, show and listen to this podcast and we we do get a lot of coaches who also listen in too. I think it's an interesting topic topic for coaches as well. But if you're a parent, are you going to try to build a brand around your kid and feature them on their own uh, in their own account? Or are you more like a proud parent who's just trying to share the successes and the, and, and the ups and downs of your, your, you're trying to basically document your child's junior years and, and, and sort of save the memories for the future. And, and um, you have a, a lot of joy in your kids' athletics and you want to share that with families and friends and the public. That is... Um, uh, very different than trying to brand your child and build a business and a marketing engine around your child. And then, you, like I said, you have sort of the, just the casual share or, or maybe even at the, lo uh, the other end of the spectrum, uh, parents who don't want to share anything and they want to keep anything private. Or maybe you have parents who are very competitive and we know that in junior tennis, 
in the junior tennis world, parents are hyper-competitive, that you, they may not want to share information, videos, photos about their kids' training because they don't want other parents to have inside knowledge, you know, about what's going on with their kid and what their kid's doing and who they're training with and where they're going. And, you know, I'm sure there are parents who are hyper-competitive who are probably consider that, that they don't want to share information that other players and parents could read and learn about. It may sound crazy, but that's sort of the, the paranoid world of uh, competitive junior tennis, you know, hyper-competitive junior tennis. So uh, I think probably the most people fall into the, the casual share or the proud parent. And then more frequently now, you see parents trying to brand their, their kid. So why, why would they do that? Well, to me, it comes down to money. And they may not want to admit that or not, but if you're, if you're creating an account and featuring your kid and actively managing that account day in and day out, week in and week out, trying to build an audience, posting regularly, you're basically running a small business. You're, you're running a marketing engine. You're trying to build out a, a, your advert, uh, an advertising marketing type platform for your kid because if you can build your influence, you can get stuff, money, sponsors, uh, equipment, clothing deals, deals basically. You're, you're working the, you're, you're working the, you're basically like your kid's agent, your kid's manager, and you're, you're working to position yourself to get deals. Like for example, new phenomenon, like if you're a coach out there, I don't know if this has happened to you, but more and more I've had players approach me for training. They want elite training with me, but they don't want to pay full price. So they come to me with like a deal like this, you know, hey, I've got X amount of followers on Instagram. Let's work out a deal. You train my kid and, and we'll, we'll give you some exposure on Instagram. Like, so parents will use their kids' uh, um, uh, influence, their, 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 the amount of followers they have, the exposure they can bring to cut deals for their kids, try to get discounted training, try to get free stuff try to get sponsors, uh, especially try to get scholarships at academies. I think that is really a really common approach now where parents will build up a brand for their kid with the hopes of securing an agent, a, a marketing deals, sponsorships, and, and scholarships at academies where they can, they can come to an academy and say, hey, look, I've got this. This is my kid. Look how many followers I have. Look at the exposure I can bring you let's cut a deal. My kid can train at your academy and, and this will be a, a, a net win-win for both of us. So I think this is a very new phenomenon in junior tennis. It's probably happening in other sports as well, but I just know the tennis world. And so is that healthy for the kids? So I think it can be okay. Uh, you know, it really depends on how uh, the, 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 the account is managed how much does the kid even know about the account? Like I've had little kids who probably don't even know what Instagram is, but they're huge stars on Instagram. And you have to think about the child's psychological well-being as they get older, the pressure that they feel. It's kind of a weird situation. Like what, like what if the kid starts to do worse? Like they're not playing that well or, or they get some bad results or they get injured. I think parents need to consider, you know, if they're going to put the spotlight on their kid, that creates a lot of pressure on the child. It creates, uh, 
if the child's aware of it, it can create a situation where it might not be the, the most healthy situation for the kid. It's, it's, it's riskier. It's definitely riskier to take a kid and make their own account and start featuring them um, and start building marketing and brand, basically branding them like a, almost like a product. Um, because, because things in junior tennis don't always work out. You know, kids can have setbacks. Kids can have injuries. Kids can get burned out. Kids can struggle. And to have always the pressure of the camera on you, like, what do you guys think? It's, it's a little crazy to, to think about, like, having a camera on a kid from, from five or six or seven years old. You have the, you're constantly filming, like, the player feels like the spotlight's on them all the time and everything's being documented. Like, there's a beauty to documenting a, a child's growth and development, a child's athletic prowess, a child's results. Is, there's, there's something beautiful about that. The modern technology, we're able to capture all these memories, but there's also this tremendous, like, potentially negative aspect with, with the spotlight always being on, kids feeling pressure all the time to, to, look, to look good, to play well, to get perfect results. Um, this is a really tough question, guys. Another thing that occurred to me is from a Spanish perspective, like let's say the, uh, the perspective of Tony Nadal, like I'm a huge fan of the philosophy of Tony Nadal. And the idea of putting your kid on a stage and making them the center of the universe and putting the spotlight on them and, and basically telling them that they're a, a star, like a rock star, like a superstar and featuring them all the time on online on social platforms is is anathema i think to the philosophy of tony nadal who's who basically believes in in building keeping kids down like like making kids humble making kids uh try to try to force kids the opposite way that, that they don't feel like they're the center of the universe that they don't feel like they're a young superstar and to me that's a real danger the more you post the more you lean towards the, the, the end of the spectrum or the classification, like you're, you're building a brand, you're, you're maybe you're, you're a really proud parent and you're doing a lot of posts of your kids, you know, very frequent posts of your kids' tennis. I think there's all, definitely a danger that your kid starts to develop an ego as they start to become aware of it. If you're, if you're cluing them into the channel, if the way, the way you do it, like if you're filming them and you say, and you're posing them and you're asking them to read, you know, you're showing them stuff. If the kids being, if the parent is like making the kid feel like a star and building up their ego, that could be potentially a big downfall, big, big pitfall. Of, of constantly filming and, and posting and filming and posting, the kid starts to develop a too big an ego. You know, geez, we have a big problem in junior tennis with as kids develop their national or their international ranking. I've seen it so many times where kids develop this huge ego, like big, uh, big, you know, uh, really, really losing their humility. And that, that is uh, definitely something to watch out for as a parent. Be careful. Be careful when you put the spotlight on your kid. You tell them they're so good. And you say, look how many, look how many views you got. And, you know, it's exciting maybe that you're sharing these things with your kid. Or look how many followers we have on this channel as the kid gets older. I think that is uh, potentially really, really bad in terms of the 
character development because young kids should be taught to be humble. They should be taught that the world doesn't revolve around them, that they are not, um, that, you know, they are no, no better than everybody else. They're, they're just a human being who happens to play good tennis. Not, not just, they're not better than everyone else just because they're a tennis star, at least if you believe in the philosophy of Tony Nadal. And I guess I, I kind of, I'm kind of along those lines. You know, I think it's a little bit dangerous as your kid gets older, if they're plugged into what you're doing on social media, that could be a big potential pitfall. But let's say if you're just putting your kid on Instagram uh, of casually or as a proud parent, I mean, you know, I think it's, it's, it's perfectly uh, healthy and it's not as high a risk as if you're making your kid into a brand. You know, if your, your kid is the center of, of the, it has their own account and, and you're, you're really posting to build an audience. The, the less you post, probably the less risk there is. The more you post, the more you're sharing, probably the more risk there is maybe to your kid's character development or, or you know, adding additional pressure to your kids. So you got to, as a parent, think about what is the personality of your kid? How are they wired? Maybe you decide you don't share with them for a while. And I was thinking if things don't work out, what's the worst that could happen? If your kid's not really clued into the channel, if your kid's not really aware of, of, of the, you know, the audience watching them all the time, that's probably healthier. I think it's the idea of like your kid knows how, what, that they're a star and they know that people are watching them all the time and maybe they feel pressure to perform, like performance pressure. We see that in young child actors. Uh, my wife is from the theater world and from the acting world and she, she mentioned you know, how potentially unhealthy it is when you have young child stars as they get older they develop a lot of behavioral issues and maybe psychological um, challenges because they've always been you know sort of managed and 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 spotlighted but the same could be true uh, with your tennis kids so you have to be really careful as as they get as they get older and as they as as you start sharing with them maybe maybe it's healthier to limit the exposure that they're that, that you know how much they know about what you're doing on social media at least when they're young that's probably the healthiest because probably more risky to take your kid and share with them constantly about what they're doing say hey look look how how well this video did and look how well that video did if you're doing a lot of um preparation and and um if you're if you're really stylizing the videos like if the it becomes less and less natural, less and less uh, casual, and more and more like a production. That is um, probably less healthy for the child. You know, just let the kid play tennis. If you want to document their development, okay. But when it becomes a production and they're like a little child star and you're filming everything maybe over and over again just to get the drill right or the, or the, or the video uh, as as stylized as you can, and if you're doing a lot of, um, if there's a lot of production involved, I think that again builds and builds up more and more the the ego of the kid. Um, what do you guys think? If you have any questions about social media and the influence on the tennis world now, be happy to take your questions. You could also leave questions in the comments section. We get a lot of questions through comments and also through my email. You can email me chris at chrislewitt.com or chrislewitt at gmail.com. I take a lot of parent questions that way. 
But this is a strange world that we live in where everything is featured now uh, online. I know that uh, like I have friends in the management industry who send me uh, they send me links to different players to for me to like evaluate and say, what do you think about this kid? What do you think about that kid? I'm sure that that parents are scouting kids on social media, other like, like other opponents and other players that they want to learn about can learn a lot from someone's social media account, from someone's Instagram account. Um, and then you have parents who are, I think, less and less more, less and you know, less frequently, but parents who are very private, want to keep things wrapped up, don't want to share very much. It's a strange world that we live in. I think that as parents, we need to consider the personality, the 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 individuality of our child, and whether whether what are we going to do if things go wrong? Like what what is the what is the game plan if things turn south? Like if you have, um, I don't want to use two. I don't want to use specific examples from my my students, but like if you have uh, if you've been featuring a kid on Instagram and and they decide not to play tennis anymore, or they get burned out, or they get a bad injury. Uh, how are you gonna? How are you gonna shut down the account? I I know that it's possible. I don't know the technical details, but I'm sure it's possible to pull uh, a channel or an account, right? So let's say worst case scenario, you know, you're featuring your kid. You're you're maybe even building an audience because in the at the end of the day, it's a really good business to build an audience. You're gonna, you're going to basically try to monetize your kid. You know, I know parents have a lot of debate about that. Is it right to monetize your kid or not? But let I'm saying it's okay. You know, if people need need uh, they need money. They need to support their families. For some families who are not from a life of privilege, they don't have. They're not wealthy. The player could be the meal ticket. The player could be their uh, the ticket to financial freedom for the family. So like. It's okay to try to monetize your kid, but we've got to try to do it in a, the healthiest way possible. What are you going to do if things turn bad? How are you going to disconnect the the account if things turn south? Uh, and then how are you going to set up like a, a wall, like a partition to protect your child and keep their ego in check? Those are really important questions if you're looking to monetize your child's tennis development. But I don't think... In the world we live in, the modern world, with uh, the way technology is and the way um, the way the tennis world operates in terms of the business aspect, that I think it would be wrong for me to say to all the parents out there who are looking to monetize their child's uh, training and development on social platforms that is wrong because you know I think it's a very privileged stance for some parents to say, look. Uh, that's not healthy. You shouldn't. You shouldn't feature your child that much. I think that in today's world, if you have a very very talented kid, you want to leverage that. You you might want to feature them and secure a sponsor. Try to get a deal at an academy. Try to get a deal with with coaches and and th that might be very lucrative if you can make it work. But maybe there's a. Uh, but make sure that you're trying to protect your kid, uh, protect their mental health. Uh, keep the pressure off them as much as you can, and please try not to build up their uh, their ego too much, so that they lose all of their humility. Because humility is very important in the character building.
process. So guys, appreciate you tuning in. We'll talk more about this on another program. I'll see you guys on the next program. We are actually doing a really cool interview in the next show. Uh, our our first interview for the podcast going to be Henry Holtz and Jonathan Holtz, his dad. So Henry Holtz is one of the best 10-year-olds in the country. going to be doing a little interview with them. Uh, first time we've done an interview on the podcast, but I think you're, if your parents or coaches, you probably enjoy learning about what Henry's done in his development and the way his dad manages his career. And uh, Henry is featured on Instagram, and uh, but I think in a proud parent capacity. So we'll talk to Henry and his dad on the next show. Thanks, guys. We hope you enjoyed the program. Please give us a five-star review on iTunes and recommend the show to your friends. We greatly appreciate your likes and shares. Thank you for your support of the show and for helping us grow our audience. If you would like to train with Chris, please visit chrislewitt.com for more info. You can also join Chris's online school, clta.teachable.com, and follow his blog at prodigymaker.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Vamos!